Welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. And if you're hearing this message, it's because you've selected one of our episodes from season one of the Fire Podcast. My wife and I, we used to live in Columbus, Ohio before we did. Uh, this podcast was launched and it was run by Jeffrey Hawthorne and Nick Hawthorne. They did a wonderful job. Uh, really thankful for those guys. And since then, we have moved out to Seattle, Washington. We uh, now feel like it's time to relaunch this podcast. And so if you want to hear the newest content, you'll want to jump to the relaunch, which is episode 14. Uh, if not, definitely stay, listen to this content. It's full of great speakers and rich content. You'll probably laugh uh, a few times along the way. Those guys are hilarious, and I uh, hope it blesses you. Also, if fire has impacted you in any way and you, you love what we do, uh, please consider supporting us either one time or monthly. Uh, you can go over to firemovement.com slash support uh, to to give there, um, and we appreciate any any kind of support. We're really thankful for you guys. Also, please share. Um, share these episodes with your friends. Share with us what God's doing through this, how these are speaking to you. I'd love to connect with you and hear a little bit more of your story. Uh, and so send us an email, send us a message, connect with us through social media, however you'd like, but I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. This is just what I came to. I said, I'm going to believe this all the way, or I'm not going to believe any of it. The Holy Spirit doesn't kind of live in you. He, he doesn't sometimes live in you. You aren't sometimes a temple. He's always with you. And that you would actually become one with God. Welcome back once again to the Fire Podcast, the most fire podcast you will ever listen to. I'm your host, Jeffrey Hawthorne, and today I am graced with the presence of our very special guest, Robert Avery Brooks. Avery, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for letting me be on your cool show. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> We're actually recording this in the attic of Avery's house, and it is a beautiful place for the presence of God. <laughs> And we are just so ready to share this moment with you. It's like an invitation into the attic, and we just hope it permeates through your headphones right now or the speakers of your car. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun a fun podcast. We're really excited to share with you. But before we get into anything too deep, we gotta we gotta let people know who you are. We gotta sure thing. We gotta introduce you. Sure thing. So first of all, how old are you? I am 29 years old. Okay, 29. That's great. Last year, my 20s. Last year, your 20s. Oh, man. <laughs> How you feel about that? I feel young. Yeah. I feel very young still. Someone told me that they feel a different age than they actually are as they grew older. Do you feel that way? Like they still feel like 23? Well, um, <laughs> it... In kingdom talk, I guess I, I always try to feel like a child, different okay, parts sure. inside of me, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, obviously there's always more and more responsibility and call sure. to duty and yeah. so on and so forth as you age. But yeah, man, I, lo I love it. I think it's a great time. Mid, late 20s as you head to your 30s, it's just mm -hmm. like, you really feel like you're starting to come into your own, you know? Yeah. Um, so That's I'm good. thankful. It gives me hope. <laughs> I have other questions for you that are much, much deeper than your age. <laughs> so, 
You have an assortment of tacos in front of you, okay? Uh-huh. You have a chicken taco, a beef taco, carne asada, and a fish taco. But you can only choose two tacos. Which two, which two are you choosing? Carne asada and fish, definitely. Okay. I knew I should have left the carne asada out. Because <laughs> it was a given. Right? given. Yeah, it was a given. <laughs> okay. Okay, take the carne asada out. What's the other one other than the fish? Um, El Pastor. Oh, I didn't think of El Pastor. <laughs> I would have said the same thing too. El Pastor is my favorite. It's so I don't know why I didn't guess it. Oh man, they have the pineapple on it. Yeah. Oh, the pineapple's so good. <laughs> it completes it. Oh, it really does, man. <laughs> oh, you know, chicken's like my favorite meat. Mm-hmm. But in tacos, but when it comes to tacos, yeah, when it comes to tacos, it's, it's like yeah, it's a different game. And I, I've always had like the inkling, like I need to get the chicken because it's my favorite meat. But then when I always get the tacos, I'm always like, it's the worst taco out of all the tacos. <laughs> like yeah. Beef. If it's not, if it's ground beef, I'm like, no, I don't play with that. Mm-hmm. But when they have like the, the brisket and stuff, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. the barbacoa, barbacoa, yeah, barbacoa mm-hmm. is good. It's, it's, good. it's more flavorful. Yeah. Oh, okay. that was, the question was real. Oh man. <laughs> you answered. You answered with. Uh, now the whole world knows me. Yeah, I, I feel so known. <laughs> They know your age, your taco preference. Oh, oh man. <laughs> what more could they possibly need to know? <laughs> oh, okay, what about this? Yeah. Hmm. What's your what's your coffee beverage of choice? Um well honestly it's a it's a really high quality purely sourced uh, coffee bean, freshly ground to pull some espresso mm-hmm. uh, with steamed milk kind of the ratio from milk to espresso kind of depends on my mood in the day but often I'll get a and quarter. time of day this time of day yeah actually does and sometimes time of day also depends on maybe I'll go like on ice do like ice oh yeah you know but a cortado cortado yeah okay. does the temperature outside affect the temperature of your coffee it does and it can um it means I'm just a normal human. If it's cold out, you, you're more inclined toward hot drinks. And if it's hot out, you're more inclined toward cold drinks. Sure. So, yeah, in the summer or if I'm in Florida or something, like, I'll do mm-hmm. a lot more stuff on ice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you can snuggle around a steaming cup of coffee, it's, it's, and when it's cold, it's nice. Yeah, for sure. Much more proficient coffee language than I use <laughs> I just get whatever people tell me to get just, I'm telling you to get this now <laughs> just don't make me jittery and just make me happy like I'll be good I'll take that all day yeah anyway so the real purpose of this podcast we, we want to dive into is just hit some foundational principles of you know our theology and who we are and you know just our walk with God and our the Christian faith, you know, would be nowhere without you know the Word of God and the Scriptures. And we would just want to take some time to dive into you know what they are, why we read the Scriptures, the purpose of the Scriptures, like the the perfection of them. So let's just let's just dive right in. Cool. Um, so a real basic. 30,000 foot perspective like what is the 
the real purpose for us to read the scriptures as Christians and it's just individuals trying to grow as, as individuals and grow deeper in our walk with God yeah I would say that from a high place and a high perspective but also from a very down to earth perspective um, the purpose primarily is just in simple languages to connect with the person of God to yeah. connect with the spirit of God um, do you have more pointing, pointing questions or shall I go on in that, in that point no, you can keep going on into that one okay. just... yeah so um, there is a, I think definitely a different approach to the Bible than like a textbook for school or yeah. if you're researching or even if you're doing leisure reading or something um, and even if you're reading nonfiction, there's still there's still a different approach, um, because there's a lot about the Bible that isn't. It's just not accessed without um, hel- a helper. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a, the the point isn't to grow in knowledge uh, or right. to, or to build knowledge. Um, the point is to be transformed. It's, it's to actually have words of life that are actually shifting our nature or, or better yet, awaking us to the nature that we have received mm-hmm. in Christ and through the Spirit um, and just revealing, awaking our, our understanding so that we can stand under the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it's, the goal is never comprehension, really. It's, it's to enter into an experience of being transformed from what we were yesterday more into the likeness of God more into the likeness of who he says we are and who he says um, that we that we are and what we get to do and who, who we get to become um, and what role we get to fulfill in the earth and everything um, but yeah man I would just say that it's uh, the point is connection with a person because ultimately these are words on a page yeah that came from a voice that came from thoughts and thoughts of God. Um, and so if we can read, if we can learn and enter into a, a rhythmic or even a daily experience of accessing the thoughts of God, yeah. to, then they enter our spirit and our mind, then they transform our mind. Um, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will be able to know and to test and discern what God's will is. And um, it's like to, to be led of God, we, we position ourselves to receive his thoughts that we, so that we can think like him and then we can walk like him and we can speak like him and we can learn to love like him. Um, and it's it's an ongoing I mean we're all such a, a a person an individual in process in progress um, but yeah it's it's uh, the building up of our faith that they're words of life words to create belief inside of us to actually tr- put our trust into God and, and to to receive what he says so that it's not just head knowledge but it's it's a living knowledge of yeah. a living person um, and that's what transforms us. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What advice would you have for someone who like finds it difficult to read the Bible or find it difficult to like really connect with what's going on in the scriptures? Um, honestly, 
I would just simplify it because the Bible is actually, I mean, we could say it's a big book, you know, it's actually mm -hmm. a compilation of 66 books, um, the way that we've numbered them out. And uh, it's just a lot of pages, a lot of different stuff going on from a lot of different eras of history. And some of it's even prophetic and future talk, you know. Yeah. Um, and some of it's symbolic. And it's just like, if you just dive in some random place, you, you can get confused. Um, but you really don't have to. You like, really never have to. Um, so really, I would... I would um, recommend just jumping into Romans or the book of John, um, something that's fairly plain language, but just kind of cuts to the heart of it, cuts mm -hmm. to the chase of God's love. And um, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, God's love and um, who Jesus is and what is the gospel, you know, why mm -hmm. the gospel. And... For further simplification, like just if you read one chapter or even less than one chapter, read, read one paragraph in John or Romans and then and then camp out on one verse that like you like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we use the, the, the language a lot, that something that seems highlighted to you yeah. and that that's great. That's maybe like beginners level two. Beginners level one is just like find something that you like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, and then and then just have that one verse, that one sentence, and just be like, just meditate on it and let God speak to you and journal about it and pray to God mm -hmm. about it. Be like, God, what does it mean that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? Like, I want to know what that means. Yeah. You know. And I would even say, my very first year of actually diving into Scripture, it was John ten ten. I remember it because Jesus says, "I uh, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest." And I was just like. What's life to the fullest? <laughs> like, I want me some of that. Right. And that's really like all I knew. But I like I would think about that a lot. So I was like, man, what is the fullest experience of life? Like, what is life to the full? Um, and so when you think about it, it stirs it inside of you, you know. Mm -hmm. And it really opens your own heart up to receive further truth from God because He's the one speaking to us through Scripture. You want to touch on like the scriptures and like the immortality of the scriptures and how they are? I would love to touch on that. Um, yeah, so let's dive into a bit of scripture. Okay. Um, so Psalm 139, 17 and 18. Um, it's written, How precious are your thoughts to me, O God? How vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. And so, um, when I, when someone like approaches the scripture, or approaches God, which really is, if you think about it, it's quite synonymous. Um, but it's like, there's this God, right? There's this person and his thoughts toward me as an individual are may as well be numberless. There's so many of them, yeah. and um, man, if you can if you can touch that, if you can if you can just get a, a piece of that and believe it, just a, even just a little bit, 
you push yourself past that first lie that says like God doesn't really care to speak to me Mm -hmm. he doesn't really care to think anything towards me Um, but just because we haven't heard from God before or we haven't felt like the scripture has cracked God's voice open to us before doesn't mean it's not true that there's actually a whole wealth of, of words and thoughts that's been waiting for each individual person for that one day or that moment when their ears just start to open and they really begin to hear God's voice. And that doesn't have to be audible, it's usually not, right? But we hear God in our spirit or in our heart or in our mind and we also, like, we find it in the scriptures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, that God's thoughts permeate the scriptures. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful way to start in on uh, learning to hear God's voice or hear it more clearly. Is like, wow, what are his thoughts here in the scriptures? Who does he say that he is? How does Jesus talk about himself? How does Jesus talk about the Father? You know, how did the prophets talk about the Messiah that was to come? You know, um, yeah, so there's that, just the, the, the sheer numberlessness of God's thoughts toward us because he because he cares mm-hmm. you know um, and then I have what else do I have <laughs> I have something more for you um, yeah John John 1836 so here Jesus um it's actually near the end of his time before being crucified. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he responds in this statement, my kingdom is not of this world. He says, my kingdom is not of this realm. Um, and so um, if you're in community or if you've heard teaching before or if you're already a Christian or whatever, like you may have heard this talk, right, about kingdom, this word kingdom. And it's a very key word because um, it, it embodies and it symbolizes so much and it sets so much up for a framework for our understanding of God and what he brings and what Jesus brings and what his spirit ushers us into is kingdom. And here Jesus is talking about his kingdom of which he is the king and he says it's not of this world, it's not of this realm. And this is the kingdom that, that Paul says we're citizens of, right? right. And so it's not, it's not complicated, but it's also not easy. There's something very simple about accessing the kingdom and becoming people who know and are learning about and can carry kingdom. But there's also something very uh, impossible, impossible about it about knowing what is kingdom without words that teach us about it, without a voice to lead us, without the Holy Spirit to show us what is the kingdom, what is Jesus' kingdom. And so, um, there's so, I mean, God's word doesn't return to him void. And God's word endures forever. And God's word is eternal. And so when Jesus talks about his kingdom and so much of the scriptures reveal Jesus the king and, and his kingdom, we're talking about something of another realm. We're talking about something that's otherworldly. And so we don't get from here to there in our thinking 
just you know without a help mm-hmm. um, and so there's such a, a beauty and a vastness to the truths that are in the scriptures that are simply otherworldly and they're yeah. they're beyond time they're beyond space they're beyond comprehension um, but that doesn't mean they're not truth that by faith can transform us and propel us to becoming people of kingdom um, and the more that I have for you is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, and Paul wrote Corinthians and starting at verse 6 it says we do speak wisdom among those who are mature a wisdom However, that is not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. Um, and so there's, there's so much about uh, the Bible, about the Word of God, about Scripture, that doesn't just make us people who are sharper in our thinking in the realm of intelligence mm-hmm. or knowledge or, or smartness right but it, it actually is um, a compilation of words and, and truth that lead us into this this really really dynamic beautiful um, timeless realm of wisdom yeah and so the the, the scriptures teach us about the wisdom that is not of this age, not, not truths so or wisdom that passes away, um, but wisdom that is firstly in a mystery and that is hidden, but God predestined it for us, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's hidden not from us, but it's hidden for us. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so do you think that wisdom is like... How would you understand that in terms of like, do you think wisdom in that context is a gift of God or like a, a person of God, like him showing like a revelation of who he is or of what he has for us? How do you understand that? Hmm. Um, actually, I'll hit Proverbs 8 really quick. And I would say that in my own personal journey, mm-hmm. um, Aside from John 10, 10, which I brought up earlier, Proverbs 8, like, really smacked me in the face in a really beautiful, yeah. appreciative way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like, nine, ten years ago when I was first diving into the Word. And um, because, um, <laughs> well, you'll see. <laughs> uh, so starting at 14 and then jumping around a bit, um, Proverbs 18 says, uh, Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. Yeah. I love those who love me. And those who diligently seek me will find me. And he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. And then it goes on to say, The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. And I was there at his side as he was crafting galaxies and universes and creating mankind and all of these beginning stages of time and space and creation and the era of mankind. Um, there's this personification 
throughout the scriptures, and especially in Proverbs, there's a personification and a voice proceeding that is wisdom and embodies wisdom yeah. and has wisdom. And this wisdom that we're talking about that's of another age. And um, so there's, I would say wisdom is, is person and person is wisdom yeah. as far as us talking about God. Yeah. You know, um, and it's it's a higher realm than intelligence. It's a higher realm than right. reasoning, because um, reasoning and, and physics and mathematics and all these beautiful things that help us understand our world that we can like grow knowledge into. We can we can create technology out of as we begin to understand and research things more in the realm of science. It's all these, these beautiful things that help structure and run our universe and our earth. They're actually all birthed from this realm of wisdom, this voice of wisdom, this person of wisdom, um, who we understand and, and call creator. Um, and so it also says that in the beginning, in John 1, 1, mm-hmm. it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And so the word, the spoken word, is is person. He was with God. Yeah. Um, and so through our, our understanding and through what the scripture reveals, we understand that as as father and son co-creating the universe. Um, and for all we know, universes, you know. Um, but everything from from this cosmic scale of light years to to the cells of our body that are too small to see and all those mm. things you know um, and then you have this this voice this voice and then Genesis 1 there's this there's the spirit hovering over the waters brooding actually like a chicken broods over her eggs to create life to, to let life be formed you know yeah um, it's almost like that incubation process where egg grows while it's in the egg and then it can crack open and oh there's a life there you know mm-hmm. um, and so the, the spirit hovering brooding over and it says in the beginning was the word and then it says also in Genesis 1 God spoke let there be and so the word goes forth and the spirit is brooding and it's the spirit in the presence of God cracks open the word of God cracks open the voice mm-hmm. from 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 like releasing that creative power that creates life inside of us that we were talking about earlier about the yeah. purposes of reading scripture it creates life inside of us um, and it created life on the earth you know um, so I would say that wisdom is, is a person it's it's the manifold person of God um, and we get to know him in all the ways that he is yeah that's good so how do we go and make the scriptures like become alive to us in our reading to the point where we're not just like reading a history book, you know, and just getting history lessons like Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, like how do we make it become real to us and really like get in our heart and really like impact us deeply? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it actually continues on uh, in First Corinthians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting at verse 10, it says, For to us God revealed these things through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? 
Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. And these things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Uh, It also says interpreting or discerning spiritual truths um, through the Spirit. And so um, that, that really leads us into this next point, which is how does the Bible go from a book on my desk with pages and inked words to what it says in Hebrews 4.12 is that the word of God is living and active, yeah. sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the bottom soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And so like, it's very difficult to separate joint from marrow. Um, it's very difficult to separate spirit from soul. And it's, and you know, our, our soul is as our mind and it's our emotions and it's our will. Yeah. And we can read so many books and watch so many YouTube videos or documentaries and all of them can be helpful. All of them can be awesome. But at the end of the day, how do we, how do we differentiate a truth that is like factual from like a truth that is immortal mm-hmm. and of the spirit realm that has no beginning and has no end. And uh, it's the word of God that comes in like a double-edged sword and penetrates. Um, and in, what's that? Ephesians 6, it talks about the arm of God and the word is the sword of the spirit. Right. And so it's the, it's the spirit of God, as it talks about in 1 Corinthians 2, that... Um, that knows the thoughts of God. And it's the Spirit of God who helps us to discern these spiritual truths. Um, Jesus says in John 17, 3, that this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And um, he also says that man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so what we're always coming back to with the Bible is that our goal is not to grow in knowledge. It's not, it's not to grow in comprehension even. It's nice to comprehend it. It's nice to understand it. But what's more important is to grow in spirit, is to grow faith and belief and life, life, real life inside of us. Jesus says that from your belly will flow streams of living water, life. And um, yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. Um, again, if we just reference scripture, Jesus talks about in John chapter 14, John chapter yeah. 15, John chapter 16, about this person, this helper, this, this counselor, and he's the one that will lead you into all truth. Um, and so, honestly, we are, let me just, let me just speak straight to the microphone real quick. We are helpless, uh, to to receive the Bible, to read the Bible as a book that is alive without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really wonderful that God set it up that way because otherwise we, we can rely on ourselves to just know religious knowledge and things about God but never yeah. meet the person of God, never, never meet the author who wrote the book. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, our hearts long for a relationship 
with this person. Who is this person? Who is this Jesus? Who is the Holy Spirit? We want to know him. And that's what our spirit yearns for. And as we begin to let that happen and realize that is what's happening, Mm -hmm. our soul begins to follow suit. And it's like, oh. And we begin to turn our emotions and our our thoughts more toward the mind of Christ. And we begin to feel like God feels. Uh, And it's it's the very thing that makes us healthy through and through. Body, soul, spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say if we have someone that's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but how do I actually... Like read the word with the Holy Spirit. Like, what does it look like for Him to be there with me, and for Him to really be like the the helper, the revelator, and for Him to show me the scriptures? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've we've been talking like a good good bit of this spiritual talk, spiritual truths, mm-hmm. um, but to get down to it, uh, practically speaking, you just want to set yourself up well. Um, for me, I mean, I can I can read in the airport that's busy, especially if my headphones are in, you know, listen to some music. Yeah. And I can read. Some glory sounds. Yeah, <laughs> some glory sounds, instrumental music. Um, it's like when there's enough busyness, it just kind of all becomes mush. Yeah. Volume around me. Um, and so I can read in busy places, but there's places with like one or two or three or four random noises or random voices. And it's like completely distracting, you know, and you just you just can't focus. Um, you can read, you just probably won't get a whole lot out of it, unless God's like, mm-hmm. read now, I want to speak to you, you know. <laughs> um, so the higher preference, I think, always is, you know, it's to, it's to get away somewhere. Either you have like your own place, your office, or just a prayer space or something that's quiet that you can get to in your own house. Um, or if you go to a park or just pull away into nature somewhere and if you just really get away so that you're quiet right and you can focus and you can meditate and not be rushed not be interrupted and you just have a a connection for minutes Mm -hmm. or possibly for hours that you really feel like you're connecting with God so there's that Um, um, but then as far as like the busyness of our mind that goes along with that we want to we want to quiet ourselves and it's not about pretending like we don't have things to do. It's not about for like blatantly foregoing tasks that we're what we're responsible for. Um, but it's like, man, I'm just gonna be really intentional about setting out, setting aside an hour so that I can just be with God, um, and I'm gonna turn my phone off. You know. Yeah. So limiting distractions is great. Um, Isaiah 26 says uh, that we have waited for you eagerly. Your name, even your memory, is the desire of our souls. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently. And it goes on to say that the wicked, though they are shown favor, they do not learn righteousness, and they do not perceive the majesty of the Lord. And so, uh, in the midst of our our culture, um, a fire, we've been talking a lot about what is righteousness. and it, it's right alignment with God. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm aligned with God. Right? You know, and a huge part of that is what Romans 8 one says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there's so many things that go into that we, that we can dive into at different times, you know, but 
just about grace and knowing who you are and that you really are clean, you really are forgiven, you really are like, God, you're like, oh, you're okay with God. Yeah. <laughs> like, God likes you. He loves you. Um, and that you have a good father and that he's proud of you and that his favor is on you. And he's so excited for you to like want to learn about him and dive into scripture. Um, so he's so ready to meet you there. And then we talk about wickedness actually is derived from the same word as like wicker, like a wicker basket to be kind of twisted mm-hmm. and knotted up inside. And so, man, if there's like stuff you need to let go of before you like actually open up the Bible, man, just worshiping. Um, Bible says to fix your eyes on things above, to fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your mind on Christ where he's seated in the heavenly realms. And so it's always, you know, talk about the 30,000 foot level. It's like, well, let's raise our eyes to that level. Let's raise our eyes mm-hmm. to where Jesus is. And we can really just, you know, if you can just kind of escape, and that's not the best word for it, but kind of rise above the busyness of, of day-to-day life in the world. Um, and, and you can just like be, you can be present, you can be aligned with God and not feel like you're distracted or you're twisted up inside. Then wow, man, like you're just setting yourself up to hear clearly from God. And one clear word from God is so much more life-giving than, you know, 30 minutes of, yeah, I tried to read through this, but it didn't, I don't know what I got from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. want to hit one thing, one thing that's been like really impactful for me, like a revelation that has changed the way that I view the scriptures is just like, I think Catholic was the one who said it, that that the Bible is the revelation of one man, of Jesus. And then like, Paul Roberts had a whole sermon on the, uh, who is this fourth man? It's just the revelation of Jesus in every book of the Bible that you can like, regardless of where you search in the scriptures, like you can find Jesus. Mm. And like even Jesus, when he's speaking to the Pharisees in John uh, chapter five, he says like, you know, you see, you search these scriptures looking for, for eternal life but the scriptures that you're searching out they speak of me and in me is eternal life and it's like you know you can look anywhere in the bible and like there's the one mm. you know of whom the scripture speaks the one of whom the prophets foretold the one mm. by whom the worlds were formed and it's like all pointing to to jesus yeah. and it's just like the most powerful thing to me that i can you know read about these random levitical laws and just have a revelation of like King Jesus, you know? Yeah. And it's just been such like a beautiful and powerful thing to me. Yeah. And it's just like wrecked and mm. changed the way that I view the scriptures. Mm. Yeah, when we were, we were even talking about earlier, just like uh, Exodus chapter three, mm. when Moses has that encounter with, with the bush that's on fire and God speaks to him from the bush, the yeah. voice of God comes out. And then Moses is like, okay, whatever, I'll go. <laughs> and, and he's like, wait, when I get there, what if they ask me what your name is? Who do I tell them that you are? How do you call yourself? And God says, uh, I am who I am, or I am the I am, or I will be who I will be. Um, and just going along with what you said, man, it's like from the very beginning, before God said, I, before he revealed himself as comforter and savior, and the merciful one and the provider. Um, um, yeah, he, he, he just revealed himself as m- me. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. You know, like, I'm a person. I'm a voice. I'm self-existent. And it, he just begins this foundational 
truth, this foundational revelation that we can build and find Jesus and all these other revelations is I am who I am. I am Savior. I am Redeemer. I am Father. I, I am Christ. I am Spirit. I am truth. I am the way. You know, yeah. and all these I am statements, they, they flow forth from who, who is this I am? Who is this real God? Who is this person? Who is this one who speaks to man? You know, who actually cares enough to have numberless, numberless thoughts um, toward every individual on earth, you know? Um, but yeah, man, we, we, we find ourselves always back at this intersecting point, this collision point, really of the person of Jesus and it's beautiful mm-hmm. yeah well let, let's pray for our audience let's pray into that for for our audience to just encounter the real God like through the scriptures and to know that like the scriptures are more than history book but it's an invitation to to meet the one who wrote them to the author so it's just you know lead us in a prayer for just yeah. like a grace to be released over our audience to just encounter God through the scriptures. Yeah. Do you want to close? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, I thank you for the reality of your person, the reality of your spirit. I thank you uh, that you actually greatly desire to speak to people inwardly and through scriptures. And, and to couple those and um, I thank you how you just you just yearn to connect with people you yearn to be a friend you yearn um, to find companions to find true sons and daughters who, who seek you and who find you who knock and who enter um, I thank you for what you said even in Revelation 3.20 behold here I am I stand at the door the door of your heart and I'm knocking. And whoever hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will have fellowship with him. I'll have intimate fellowship with him. And God, I just pray that right now, God, you are awakening hearts. If anyone who would hear this, God, uh, even someone who's not hearing it, but sitting next to one, someone listening to it, like everywhere this podcast might go forth, Father, I pray, God, that you would just release an awakening of people's hearts to to your very, very near presence right at the the door of their heart um, that you you seek to enter. And it's it's that door that no one can open but themselves. Um, I pray for grace to see you and to know you and to hear you and to feel you, God. And um, I pray that you would make the word just as living if not more, as you have made it to me, that, that one day it went from dry and boring to life-giving and real and full of invitations and promises and, and the revelation of a friend, the revelation of a person. And I just pray, God, that you would send your Holy Spirit in such a wonderful, beautiful way to fall upon people who want to seek you um, that you would lead them into all truth, Holy Spirit, and that it would be it would be fun. I mean, the, I just thank you for the mandate to enjoy Jesus. I thank you for the mandate to to have a friend twenty four seven, 
and the person and presence of the Holy Spirit to come and make us a home of God. Um, yeah, we just pray a release and a grace and a, an enjoyment of the scripture that it's, a, that it's an experience every time to, to come face to face with this person, this voice beyond the veil of space and time, this person who cares enough to think thoughts toward us as individuals and to speak to us and to transform us and to help us walk out process and truly be transformed from the inside out. We love you, God, and we worship you and we thank you for this this time. Yeah, I really feel like there was a lot of that God was really on that revelation of him as a friend. Jesus is like a friend. He just like sticks closer than a brother. Like that's that's how much of like a friend he is. So I just want to release that too, just yeah. to just let Jesus reveal himself as a friend. And to just just know that that's who he is and that's who he wants to be for you. Jesus is here. So we're going to sign off <laughs> and be with him. I'm sorry you guys aren't here. <laughs> Hopefully you can feel it too during that prayer. Yeah. <laughs> but for, uh, for Avery Books, I've been Jeffrey Hawthorne. This has been the Fire Podcast. Let us know what you think about this episode specifically and other things you want to hear us talk about in the future. Avery will be back at some point down the road. We have some other topics that we want to discuss. So... As always, be blessed, and thank you for listening. Choose your tacos wisely. That's a good word. (laughs) Love you guys.